This is Hitting the Mark, conversations with founders and investors about the intersection of brand clarity and startup success, with your host, brand strategist and author, Fabian Garhalter. Welcome to episode eight of Hitting the Mark. Today I'm joined by the founder of a brand that enables other brands, and in this case, of Plank Studio, those brands are personal brands. Today we enter the world of personal trainers and influencers, and the man that helps them monetize their audience. Colin Sopa is the founder and CEO of Plank, an only two-year-old technology and content company that partners with fitness influencers to create custom fitness apps that help them monetize their audiences. The company recently released Plank Studio, a new on-demand streaming service that lets fitness enthusiasts sweat it out with on-the-go workouts alongside their favorite fitness influencers. You can have on-the-go workouts with the world's most elite fitness trainers from any screen, and thank God you don't have to stare at a mirror the whole time while doing so. Okay, that was potentially mocking another brand that's been in the news recently, but enough of my monologue. Welcome, Colin. Yes, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Thank you. Oh, absolutely. So Plank Studio, this is exciting. So it's, it's described as the Netflix of health and fitness. It is a crowded space, obviously, that is not lacking in innovation. But the way you approached it was from a very different angle. You first created apps for influencers, basically helping them build their brands. And now, in a way, the tables have turned and you are building your own brand, your, your own app, Plank Studio, based on their personal brands. Tell us a bit about how the brand, how, how, this, how this app of all apps came about. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, it's really an extension of the vision that Plank's always had, which is how do you connect the influencer, these fitness creators that have a massive community and following, you know, on their social media channels already, how do you connect them and bring them closer to that, to their audience there and, and kind of humanize that relationship? So what Plank Studio is doing is it's, it's, it's extending these, these personalized training apps that we've been able to build for each one of our influencer partners and bringing that relationship a little bit closer through this live streaming experience. So um, if you were to think about, you know, attending a workout class somewhere on the go, whether that's at, at your house or at a hotel room, if you're traveling, maybe you do want to do it at a gym, you're able to actually work out right alongside this influencer through a curated live stream experience um, for that, that particular class that you like. That's very cool. And, and you, have, you have some of the world's fitness elite using the platform. There's, there's Valentina Lecoeur alone, who has, I think, 1.4 million followers just by herself. And you're creating a big new Plank studio community, the Plank tribe, as you've referred to them, um, out of these elite fitness trainers' own communities. So how hard was that upsell, if it even was an upsell, for these influencers to basically share their communities with all the other trainers that are now on one and the same app? What is your value prop to them? Yeah, absolutely. And I think what's really interesting about it is that, you know, you still have the engaged experience through these individual apps that each one of these trainers do have with their with their communities. But what Plank Studio is doing is it's bringing it all underneath that one umbrella where people are able to, like I said, not only work out alongside them in a live stream, but they can share their progress inside of the Plank Tribe community inside of the app. There's a more engaged kind of experience where you can communicate directly with the influencer on your before and after photos and your progress picks and just you know, get coaching you along, if you will, to hit those fitness goals. Um, so that's really the intention of it is, is the, 
influencers are able to kind of get one step closer to their community through the Plank Studio platform, uh, whether that's through the live streaming or if people want to attend an on-demand class as well. And so they don't seem to be concerned that people are going to flip around to other influencers on that same on that same app destination. You know what's really interesting? It's a good question. Is that you know in at this point we're at fifty eight um, total influencer partners that Plank's working with in you know the two and a half years we've been around. And what's really interesting about it is we're noticing that as social media continues to grow, you know, there's a, a new social media user that gets created every fifteen seconds in the world. You know, you have this rising tide lifting all boats of people coming onto this you know, social online experience for maybe even the first time when you think about developing countries around the world. And you, you're really starting to, to push these influencers higher and higher of how big their communities are. But what's really interesting about it is we're not seeing any overlap, whether that's through our existing apps that we build. We haven't seen one user that's used two of our, our apps that we've built. And then even inside of the Plank Studio platform, we're noticing that people tend to really liken themselves to a particular influencer or creator. So, you know, we've, we've tried to bring the world's top creators onto Plank Studio that offer, you know, a, a differentiating um, um fitness experience, if you will. So, you know, whether it's Valentina, who has a very engaged, you know, um, strong community of women, you know, we have Ashley Kaltwitzer, who's a three-time, you know, Miss Bikini Olympia. So we have somebody that's maybe looking more for a gym experience, um, you know, particular workouts for maybe if you wanted to build your lower body, or if you're looking for more hit or training, we also have males on the platform. Um, so really, I think people kind of come to the platform you know, almost as if you were watching like your favorite television show on Netflix, you kind of have your favorite one or two that you follow. And that's, you know, and curated in that same way. That's really interesting. So basically, either you come in because you're already, you already have one favorite uh, influencer and, and, and trainer, and you just want to see him or her um, doing the workouts, or you actually come to Plank Studio and you start realizing, oh, this is the channel I want to go into. And then you just get sucked into it like a Netflix binge and you just, you just keep, yeah. keep sticking to it. Yeah, and that and that is exactly what's happening, right? So it's a certain training style that maybe somebody's coming in, or maybe they, you know, they really like to use resistance bands, right? And we've got a curated workout experience for you know influencers that particular for that equipment piece. Absolutely, and so you're talking about this idea of humanizing influencers, right? That they can they can formulate a better connection with their with their audience. Um, what are some ways that you found made that possible within your app? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, we have a community feed inside of the, the app that allows you to engage directly with the influencer and other app users. So there you're able to post, you know, words of motivation, how your progress is going, different pictures that you've taken along the way in your fitness journey. And you can comment on that directly with each one of these users and follow them. Um, it's really interesting because that also allows you to see who's um, attending other live stream classes that you want to attend. So it kind of creates this, you know, almost of a, um, a challenge, if you will, and you can see how other people are doing inside of the app. And then again, feel that connection a little bit closer to the influencer as they're engaged with you. Um, during the live stream experience, we have the ability for you to chat directly with the influencer. So if you have questions during the warm up or the cool down when you're stretching, maybe in between circuits, you can actually ask a question directly to the influencer um, via the live stream chat module. And then the influencer creator is going to be able to give you an answer, um, you know, in between those reps or sets. That's fantastic because it doesn't put any burden on the influence. It's not that much more work, but it's got, it's really high touch and it's going to change that, that conversation completely. So very, and they very love cool. it too. Yeah, you're, you're bang on. Like they, the, the influencers do love that because they, they want to be helping their community, right? They want to feel a little bit closer to them as well. So that's really what this live streaming experience is doing is it's bringing them one step closer. 
it's taking it off of social media, which is the only one of the key places they currently play, right? So it, it kind of opens it up for them. Exactly. Um, totally putting you on the spot here, but but let's talk about naming an app just for a second. Entertain me here. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because you know we we as a as a consultancy we do a lot of naming and naming for the app store is, is very complex as you have a lot more check marks to check off than simply naming a company. Not that naming a company is simple, but can you tell us about the journey for not even specifically this app because this one most probably came a little easier based on the background of your company name, but apps you launched in the past. Like, what are some of the hurdles and tests you go through to, to ensure that your app floats to the top and that the name helps stand out rather than hurts it by floating to the bottom? Are there any tricks yeah. you can share? No, it's a great question because, you know, there, there really are so many health and fitness apps already in the app store as it is, right? And as right. you probably know, um, you, you can't have the same app um, naming. It's, it's, it's reserved in Apple's database to just one particular uh, way of spelling and, and you can't copy that. So, well, and it wouldn't be uh, smart, would it? <laughs> no, no. But in Google, it's interesting. You know, you can, you can see the overlap. Um, it's a little bit different how they use their, their meta tags to differentiate it, whereas Apple, the, just the, the, the core name for the app uh, can't be the same. So, um, you know, we are majority for our company, I think is about 85% iOS users. So obviously we have to make sure that it coincides with what Apple uh, accepts for naming. And so, you know, first and foremost, we always start by asking, where's the where's the brand stand right now that we're trying to represent inside of the inside of the the app store with the naming of this app you know whether it's our white label apps that we've built with each one of our um, influencer partners or with um, plank studio and the intention there is just how do we bring that brand to life a little bit so if the app is a little bit more focused on maybe a gym program for example we'll come up with a name like lift with cass um, so cass martin is a is an influencer mm -hmm. we work with you know that was a name that she really liked and we saw how that made sense from a, a gym program perspective. Um, and so we wanted to make sure that that was represented in the name. You know, we'll have some other ones that are a little bit more focused on uh, maybe a hit tra style training or at home. Um, we have another influencer by the name of Sean Booth. Um, and so we, we kind of got a little creative with him and, and used his last name to create Booth Camp. Um, and so <laughs> you know, we're just trying to bring a little bit of uniqueness to it. Um, so it's not always just, you know, fitness with you know, so-and-so, right? right. We, try, we try to bring a little bit of creativity to it that represents their brand and, and the program that they're offering inside of that app. And it, um, helps, Plank, it helps boost sorry. it. Yeah, which is great. And it helps boost it. Yeah, and then with Plank Studio, you know, really the intention there is we're bringing this boutique, you know, uh, fitness experience into the comfort of your home. So it really is, you know, if you can't make it to a studio to attend one of these classes, well, why don't we bring that to you wherever it's accessible and at the same time, we're bringing the power of the world's top fitness trainers with you. And so that's really the intention between behind the naming of uh, Plank Studio. And, and it was it was kind of a brand extension of your of your own brand yeah. Plank, right? So it made a lot of sense. Yep. And you can do keyword searching and, and all that. I mean, Apple has their own, um, you know, database of how you can, you can enter in all of the different metadata for uh, getting your, your app name to rise up in the different search results when people are, are floated around the App Store. Right, right, exactly. Mm -hmm. um, so that, thank you. I appreciate it. You are uh, going yeah. going off off subject a little bit, but it's all <laughs> it all goes back to the idea of, uh, of of branding an app. And for a lot of listeners, something that I'm really curious about is, you know, they, they toy with the idea of working with influencers themselves to promote their own brand and. What are some learnings you can share, some red flags or big epiphanies you had on how to create a win 
win-win, I guess, situation. So for the brand, the influencer, and the follower. And be honest here, is it is it difficult to work with some of these top-notch influencers? I mean, I had my fair share of working with Hollywood in my earlier years, and I have to say, besides a few very rare exceptions, celebrities can be very tough to manage. And, and now you have an entire brand built based on this new waves of, of celebrities. How do you work with them, or do I give them a bad rap for no reason? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I won't go into too many examples, uh, but you know, the interesting thing is where where influencers differentiate from the the celebrity um, group, if you want to if you want to tag it as that, is they're really just more relatable, authentic people that and a lot of times have just kind of stumbled into this, right? So mm-hmm. they haven't they haven't come from, you know, a big, whether that's a, a TV or movie contract, or if they're a sports celebrity, you know, some notoriety in the in that space, um, where they've got these, you know, teams behind them and large brand and endorsement deals already in place. They're really coming more from, you know, one or two man shows where they've come into this from whether that could have been a reality TV show to modeling to even just becoming a little more Instagram famous through trending in the discover feed. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, to build on that a little bit. And I think, you know, what's really interesting when you see the influencers that are successful versus the ones that aren't at least long-term is they've started to figure out why they got that attention in the first place and, and who their target demographic is. And so if you start to hone in on that more and more, what becomes really important for the you know integral, I guess, almost you could say for their success is to make sure that they're not associating with too many brands and confusing their audience. Because if you start going in too many different directions and you're taking, you know, affiliate marketing deals here and pay per post here and, you know, appearance fees left, right and center, and even just how they, what type of content that they're putting out there on a weekly basis, if there's a lack of consistency there, it's going to end up turning into a lot of churn with their, their weekly um, plus minus on how many people are following them because people aren't really sure what to get from them. So you almost have to figure out what your shtick is and what people are really enjoying. And a lot of influencers know this and they start to figure it out relatively quickly. But then you have to make sure that you're making the right decisions with which brands and companies you choose to associate with. And if you and if you go too far down that rabbit hole in too many different directions, you're going to end up confusing that your audience, and then you're going to have a hard time converting them into a product that you are trying to endorse or you know a, a brand that you want to hook up with, and and that's becomes a problem because then you don't have as much you know value to these companies that are looking to partner with you in the first place. Oh, absolutely. I think I think that was. That was really, really important to, to, to say because in, in a way, it's like any, any other brand. It's all about clarity of who they are and then focus on that and only that, right? Like, like we exist to do A, B, and C. And so as a, as a personal trainer, you exist to do A, B, and C. This is your tribe. These are your people. This is you as a personal brand. And only associate yourself with a couple of other brands. Don't overdo it. Um, you know, be, be authentic. And I think you touched on something really interesting that I naively did not immediately see the idea that celebrities and and like Hollywood celebrities and the typical A-list and B-list celebrities are very different from influencer celebrities because they basically just, they they had to hustle to get there, but different than in Hollywood where they just basically, it happened suddenly overnight and they know exactly who to thank for, which is not one source that pushed them up there or one movie that they got into, but it's actually hundreds and hundreds and thousands of people it's their tribe so i think they're grateful and so i think that that's the difference that you must probably really enjoy working with influencers because they know that you're 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 adding a lot of value to them and you're pushing them further up 
Absolutely. You know, you hit the nail on the head. We, we really do enjoy it because of that reason is they feel, they just feel more approachable. You know, they feel like if, if just, you know, another one of us, if, if we're working alongside them as a, as a full suite partner that we are, we're, we're a team. And so it, it, it very much feels like a partnership and not like a, you know, a client, um, you know, relationship vendor. in yeah. that way. Yeah. A vendor relationship. Thank you. So, yeah. um, you know, that's, that's really where Plank kind of was born from, to be honest, is, you know, influencers are, are recognizing that they have an opportunity to build a business here to go and do something with the clout that they have in the market. You know, they're seeing that there's more and more people that are, you know, catching on to them and following them as they kind of hone in on their, on that value offering that we were talking about before. And then they realize, okay, well, where do we go with this? And Really, that's what Plank has has set out to do in the, in, in offering the platform that we we have is okay. Well, we'll we'll partner with you and not only help you with the custom design and development of your app and the photo shoot that goes along with that, and then all of the launch marketing branding, as we're obviously talking about today, um, growth strategy, even social media strategy, we'll help out with each one of our partners into how we actually get a little bit more conversion coming into um, into their app and, and even just helping to grow their 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 following. Um, so we've really become a full suite partner to them to ensuring that as they grow and, and their brand becomes more successful on social media, that in turn, it's relating to the products that we're working with them on to help them monetize and, and to grow you know, a successful product program around that and obviously since since the trainers are so invested like when when you actually created plank studio as an as an app um i'm sure you got continuous feedback from them and and from the actual you know potential users right i'm sure there was a lot of that uh, back mm -hmm. and forth work did you ever go against what they believe the app needed to do or did you add a feature you or your team obsessed over and, and they were just not sure if this is going to work <laughs> yeah, no, it's a great question because, I mean, part of being in technology is, to your point, you always want to be getting that customer feedback and figuring out, you know, what is that next thing that maybe the user is asking for or doesn't know yet and, and will, you know, end up becoming uh, addicted to, you know, and wanting to tell their friends and 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 ultimately result in the success of, of the app. So I'd say the biggest thing for us that we took a bit of a gamble on with that um, would have been live streaming. You know, there's, there really hasn't been, you know, obviously Instagram and Instagram live and what they've rolled out with Facebook live and across all their platforms has become the household name as far as a live stream experience goes. But there really hasn't been anybody that's come into the health and wellness space and, you know, built this and curated this, this, live streaming experience around fitness. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we wanted to take our, our influencer partners and, and their audience and, and also add more people to the, to their, you know, that community so that people can find our influencers on Plank Studio um, and, and build this curated live stream experience that really was world-class and, and like nothing else out there. And obviously there's a couple now that people know with some of the competitors in the market, but you know, we really feel like Plank Studio is taking it to the next level. And that was a risk that we had to take um, in assuming that the users would like that. Yeah, no, absolutely. So here's, here's the uh, million dollar uh, question. No one receives money though in exchange, but um, what, what <laughs> does, what does branding mean to you? You know, it's such a nasty word. I mean, it got such a bad rap, but, but what does, I guess like influencers, right? Those are all words that are so mistaken, but what does, yeah. what does branding mean to you now that you worked on, on, on establishing so many other brands in, in one way or the other? Yeah, no, I, I think the biggest thing is just 
making sure that you're aligned with what people think about your company and what you actually do as a company, what you actually offer them. Because the last thing you'd want is 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 some sort of false belief there for what people are are hoping to come in and have as an experience and then and walk away with something completely different. You know, so for us when we think about what's that like to come on to a live stream experience with my favorite fitness creator in the world, we want to make sure that you feel like that live stream was better than just pressing play on a YouTube video. You know, we want to make sure that you feel like the live stream on Plank Studio is bringing you closer to, you know, Valentina or Ingrid Romero or Whitney Johns inside of the Plank Studio ecosystem, because you couldn't quite make it down to LA to work out with them at their gym or, you know, wherever you are around the world. So, you know, it's making sure that there's alignment between what you're representing as a brand and then what the consumer is is feeling as a result. That's great. Yeah. And marketing and product, right? How, how do the two relate and how do they walk the same yeah. walk and talk the same talk? Um, mm -hmm. what, is, what is one piece of brand advice besides maybe that has been it because that was great brand advice, um, you know, for founders of apps or founders in general as, as one last takeaway, do you have anything where, where you can think of, well, that's something that we screwed up in the beginning or that's something that I learned that is so important or is it really that idea of, you know, of product and marketing kind of like being on the same well, I mean, Damien, to further build on what you're what you're getting at there with the product and marketing side of it is when you're first starting out, that really is what matters. You know, like a lot of people fall guilty to, okay, you know, we have to go and find a brand and then build around that to be successful. But it's really the opposite. You know, like you're going to build if you go and you build a strong product and you have, you know, some strong marketing and people you surround yourself with, like for us. We actually started off with a different name um, and it was really just meant to be a working title because we knew that the brand would come later. And it wasn't until our first product hit the market and was out there and we had our first app that, you know, had the screens that said everywhere powered by Plank that we really had that turning point as a company where our brand was out there and it was going to be trusted. And that's kind of what matters is in the early stages, people end up fretting so much about the logo and the name and this, you know, different little things that just get them down rabbit holes, as opposed to just focusing on a strong product and what the actual opportunity is and then how to get the right, you know, first customer or people working alongside you so that you can get that product to market and, and have it be successful. And, at that point, you should be thinking about, you know, what the brand is evolving into and where you want to be. And, and that's really what happened with us is when our first app did hit the market, you know, the Powered by Plank branding that was everywhere, then started to give confidence to these other people that we had talked to that were like, you know what, like, maybe I should be doing an app with Plank and people started to come to us. So, you know, I think people just to circle back to your question, often fret too early and too much about branding right out of the gate, <clears throat> as opposed to just kind of taking that next step in the right direction of the company create trust first and once you have trust there will be income and once there's income you can focus on the brand yep that's because a good way then you can basically you know <clears throat> go for growth i i think i think it's great i, th I think that's one that's one of uh, many different ways of doing it but that is that is the way where you really know you've got product market fit and then afterwards you can start investing yeah, and sometimes it might not necessarily mean, you know, income can be defined in different ways, right? Whether that's users, not everybody's looking for revenue right out of the gate, you know, even product market fit can still be a little further down the road. But at least knowing that you're on that track and you're, you're customer facing now and, and you've, you've done the right research and, you know, have got the pilot or, you know, feedback loop in place so that you're able to say, yeah, like we can see where this is evolving, where this is going to. Let's make sure we're making the right steps as a company on our brand for the decisions we're making, who we're working with and why, um, you know, and, and that's really when we 
you know, came up with the name Plank at that point was we wanted to make sure that it was something that was going to be, you know, a strong name that represented our product and represented the platform that we have between, um, you know, connecting an influencer with their community. Um, and then as well as just making sure that it had some sort of fitness connotation to it. So, you know, that's where Plank really was born from is when we were client facing, we wanted to make sure it was representing where we saw the company going. Where can anyone find and use your app? I guess I have an answer. I have a feeling I know where. But <laughs> hey, maybe you're hiding your app somewhere outside the app stores. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it's it's definitely easy to find. Um, so yeah, we're available on Plank Studio is available on uh, the Apple Store and the Google Play Store. And yeah, I mean, that's probably the best place to go and, and to check out this kind of higher quality experience that we're, we're offering with live streams and on demand. And you can also access it online as well. And plankstudio.com is uh, the place to find us. Thank you, Colin. This was really insightful and it was tons of fun. Yeah, I had a great time. Thanks for having me. And thanks to everyone for listening. And please hit that subscribe button and give the show a quick rating. This is a brand new show and it needs ratings, ratings, many ratings. S'il vous plaît, bitte, please, por favor. This podcast is brought to you by Finian, a brand consultancy creating strategic verbal and visual brand clarity. You can learn more about Finian at Finian.com. The Hitting the Mark theme music was written and produced by Happiness One. I will see you next time when we once again will be hitting the mark.